Hey Steve, what? You ready to do a podcast about guitar stuff? Sure. Alright, let's do it. Hey everyone, I'm Ryan. And I'm Steven. This is 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, trading, money, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing podcasts. Later in the episode, we're going to get into some spicy, juicy, tea-spilling Nam gossip. But first, an ad sent to us by David Lucas. You want to read the description, Steve? I would love to. <laughs> okay, I'll read it. Steve, uh, Steve's uh, iPad crashed, apparently. But my iPad decided that right now would be the perfect time to update Google Drive. <laughs> of course. Uh, item description from the seller. Baritone electric guitar, big mahogany body cut and shaped by one. Oh, <laughs> I had a crumb on that. Uh, body cut and shaped by me with hand tools. Well, I did use an electric jigsaw and an electric router freehand. Hmm, I wonder if we'll be able to tell by looking at the pictures if this was done freehand. Guitar weighs about 10 pounds. Used a gold metal flake lacquer for the finish. Looks kind of off color. Neck is a Chinese Dan Electro baritone neck I bought years ago. Pickups came off a red pointy Japanese guitar I recently sold on eBay. I scratched the Dan Electro's logo on the headstock to make it say Dave Electro. My last name is Davis. I tuned it <laughs> I tuned it a major third below standard guitar tuning, mainly so I could pretend I was playing for Aretha on Chain of Fools. Comes with a nice backpack style gig bag, three extra sets of strings. Full disclosure, I think the bridge is installed too close to the neck. Intonation is good, but the bridge saddles are all the way back. The 19th fret is a little high on the third and fourth strings, so you can't play the 18th fret notes on those strings. I never cared enough to try to fix it. Action is very nice. Otherwise, you can hear the guitar being played through a mid-70s PV Deuce 410 combo on the song. Uh, okay, he wants us to go to his sound click page. We're not going to do that. We're looking at his ad. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's, let's, let's look at the pictures now. We've got what well, is clearly a, uh, yes, handmade, hand tooling. I believe he used a jigsaw. I believe he used a router. I don't believe he used um, any sort of plan. This looks very eyeballed. So was, okay, big mahogany body. Okay, I was thinking originally that this was a, uh, like a Dan Electro single cut that he just went to town on. But this is actually just if you went mahogany plan. If you started cutting up a Dan Electro body, Steve, oh, it yeah, would be yeah. hollow it's, it's inside. Ho it's hollow inside. That's right. No, this is... At first, I thought he was trying to make a Dan Electro shape, but now that I look at it, it's kind of in between that and an attempt at a Telecaster. Yeah, yeah. He's got other necks sitting on the floor next to it. Someone please save those it necks. It kind of reminds me <laughs> Before of... Before he uh, does the same thing to them. It kind of reminds me of, was it the... Was it the dead-on 67 that's kind of the trapezoidal? Yeah, yeah. So it's, the lower half has that going on. The upper half has like a uh, Dolly's version of a Telecaster. I like that the bottom, the, 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 the butt end of it is completely flat. Like that's just where the edge of yeah. the, the lumber was. It's your kind of guitar. <laughs> Steve's making a joke about my posterior. Steve. I made the joke. He made a joke about my butt. 
I like that it's a baritone. It looks, yeah. despite what he was saying about it buzzing out on the 18th fret. When have you ever played the 18th fret on a baritone? Mm-hmm. The action looks good in the side pick here. The body, you know what? Despite the bridge possibly needing to be in a different location, he said it is intonated the way it is. Yeah. You could get away, you could get yourself a little wiggle room by changing the string gauge. I don't know which way you would need to do it. To, right. To get the wiggle room that you need, but I know that that is possible. Uh, the winning bid for this was $161. Which is kind of wild. Is it just because of, I mean, they're buying the neck? It's just called baritone electric guitar. Is the neck worth that much? I feel like it's not. Uh, you know what? I The neck and functional pickups, I'm sure this guitar functions. He says it's, func- it's functional. Yeah. I think, I think 100. I'd say like 125 for the neck. I'd be like, oh yeah, okay. I think the, I'd, I'd, buy, I'd buy that and throw it on something. I think the gold looks decent for like a home home spray or whatever. Oh yeah, um, I don't I don't hate the finishing for like a homemade guitar. It's it's, and I honestly don't hate the body either. Like it is what it is. Yeah, it's clearly yeah. a homemade build, but it does have this cartoony caveman sort of vibe to it i'm like real, if, i'm if, really curious about pointy japanese guitar <laughs> pickups yeah like they look did it come off of an hss or did was it some sort know. of old you know like early 80s hondo type thing that didn't have metal pickups in it but had a metal body shape or mm, something you know mm-hmm I mean, they look cool. I like that that chrome ring around them. Yeah, I like the the uh, pickup ring. And and baritones, honestly, kind of like they're kind of cheater guitars. They sound good no matter what. So if those pickups function at all, it's gonna sound amazing. Maybe it'll sound like spaghetti western twangy, or maybe it'll sound deep and muddy. They sound good no matter what. That's because I haven't played one yet. <laughs> you haven't played a baritone at all. I've played yours. Okay, all right. I'd be going, interested to see what you would joke. What you would do with like like a base six. I thought about it. He's thought about it. I've, I've thought about what I would do with the base six. Everyone at home, clap your hands. And if enough people in the world clap, Steve will try a base six. He won't just I've think played, about it anymore. I played one in a Sam Ash once. Close your eyes, clap your hands, and make a <sighs> wish. Let's get Steve that base six. <laughs> All they need to do is find this video and super chat this video. I think, <laughs> Steve, I'm taking that money. <laughs> I'm taking that super chat money. You, I'll, I'll buy a basics and you can visit it on the there weekends. There you go. I love what he did with the headstock. I think that's so yeah. cute. Yeah. If, if I bought this for $160, I would leave Dave Electro on there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to fix it. I would change that D to an R. And I'd somehow shove a Y in there, and then it'd be a Ryan Electro. I bet with with the right. If it was yours, not if it was mine. Right, right. It with with just a little bit of tweaking, I think you could completely sca- scrape away that V, replace it with an M, and turn the I into an N. Damn Electro, that'd be kind of fun. A little vulgar. Sorry if you've got kids listening. I said, damn, damn, Electro. 
Yeah, that'd be funny. Damn That's, Electro. That's what it would say. It wouldn't have the I. Damn Electro. Damn Electro. They t- turn the L into an I, and it could be Damn Electro. Damn. <laughs> There's probably a lot of fun ways to modify the name Dan Electro, if we're being honest with ourselves. So I, I, I'm just gonna say 161 dollars. You could if, change the A to a four, and it could be a D four Electro. I I think that's I think that's the right price. That's what someone bid. They got it for that price. This person didn't like try to put a you know a, a low price of you know a price limit of like four hundred dollars or something stupid on it. They know what they've got. They sold it below two hundred bucks, and I I think that's the right price. You I, could, if you if could I, change the R to a P, it'd be a Devilecto. There's so many different ways. <laughs> To change the name into things that make a ton of sense. You can change the T into an I, and it could be a Davilek, Davilek-ero. You could t- turn the C into an O, and it would be a Davilek-ero. <laughs> you can turn the E into an L, and then it could be a Danil. Control. You could turn the E into a T. Oh, you could kind of turn the Dan Elt. Elt. Dan Elt Ectro. <laughs> yeah, one sixty one is the right price. I think it's the right price for this. I'm surprised it didn't go for a little bit more. I'm surprised it didn't break two hundred. Honestly, I mean, anything under under that would be fine too. Like if I could buy this for fifty dollars, I would. Yeah. If I if I saw this for fifty dollars in a pawn shop, I would just buy it. No questions asked. Yeah. Like I wouldn't. You would, I wouldn't flinch. You wouldn't even like play it first. No, I'd be like, I'll, I'll take that. I feel like I would at least strum it once. Like, uh, yeah. Hand me that. Make a go go through the go through the. Uh, Here's a thing I learned. We'll talk about this later on our sponsor, but I take it through the caged chords. Ooh, Steve's been learning C A G E D. Steve's been getting in the cage. Just the basics. Cage fight with Steve. Steve. No, I, I really like the way this looks. I wanted the story to be better, honestly. Right. But uh, eh, you know, have you? These tuners look really cool, but they probably suck, right? Yeah, they're fine. You know, like it's a Dan Ele- it's a Dan Electro neck. You know. Yeah. You could swap the tuners, but you they're could, probably fine. This first picture could use a few more pixels, I think. Also, it's a baritone where it's kind of like you can be a little bit out. It's kind of like right. bass where you can be a little bit out and get away with it. Also, it doesn't have a wiggle stick on it. What are you trying to say about bass? I'm just saying like it, it, you can be a little bit out with bass, and it, it doesn't matter that much. All right. Because it's not on top of everything. and sure. kind of uh, you know, mushes together. Yeah, it's like it's, a chorus effect. Yeah. So it's supporting the band. That, you don't even you don't even need no damn frets on a bass. Bass, bass doesn't need to be flashy. Doesn't need doesn't need to be in the spotlight. Right. L- laid back. Just no no energy, Steve. Move your body as little as possible. We're gonna get to this story oh, later I don't on. Think that's what was said. But that's, okay. <laughs> Maybe that's what you heard. I think I have video of him saying that. All right, so we agree. We can move on to other things. Yeah, let's do some housekeeping. All right. Uh, this housekeeping is where we thank everyone who supports the show through our Patreon over at patreon.com slash 60cyclehumcast. Check out the link down uh, here. You can't click it because it's on the screen, but you can click the link down in the description. And this week that uh, we got a new follower, Froggy Tuesday, at the uh, Hong Kong $441 level. Uh, which we, I believe is the five dollar level. We got that American Hong dollars. Kong money now. Now we can so, travel. That was very cool. 
I, I just want to pitch this concept that I've been thinking about. We The, the concept of Patreon and crowdfunding mm-hmm. is well-established at this point. Yeah. Where are you going? Yes, it's it can be a monthly thing for you. But it doesn't have to be. You could it could you could use it as a tip jar. If you like the content that you find on this channel and you want to treat it as a tip jar and make a one-time thing and then cancel after that, go for it. Oh yeah. You know, like it doesn't yeah. have you don't you don't have to feel committed. We're not going to be upset if you do one month and then skedaddle. Yeah. Like use it as a tip jar if you feel like we enrich your lives for one video or something like that. We appreciate it. Every little bit helps us uh, pay for Ubers and drinks and very expensive food in Anaheim. When that we we'll, go to NAM. we will talk about later. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but while we're on the topic of money, let's do some sponsors. Okay. Uh, this week's episode, we have a new sponsor this week. A new sponsor. Uh, it's Pickup Music. They are an online guitar learning platform. I, look, guys, I got a script. Okay, deal with it. They're new. I'm learning the product. Pickup Music is an online guitar learning platform that provides a structured learning experience for modern styles. Uh, They have uh, the platform and the learning pathways are designed specifically for intermediate and advanced guitars. I'd even say like I'm starting with what I would probably consider a beginner course, but it does require you to know C major, A major, G major, those chords Hmm. that's the basis so steve are you getting a little Uh, taste of theory now uh, maybe maybe we'll see but it's uh they've got over a thousand lessons for different skill levels ranging from modern styles uh there's a bunch of neo soul videos on there that's fun jazz country rock their their country instructor is daniel donato which is cool um pick up music it's all step by step so you like take a you do a video you do a little like test at the end to make sure you understand what's going on. Uh, I think it said that you need to practice at least three times a week to like get through the courses and the time you're supposed to do it. Uh, And the lessons are taught by some of the best guitar players in the world. So the lessons that I'm start going to start on are taught by Molly Miller. Oh, wow. Also known as Dr. Molly Miller. Uh, Melanie Fay does some lessons. Ariane Powell, as I said before, Daniel Donato, Pliny, uh, Mason Stoops has a has a tone crafting video series. Stoops is on there. Stoops is on there. Mr. Geary Busey himself. Mr. Geary Busey himself. That's incredible. Uh, so the standout feature is all these learning pathways. So it's it's a sequence of three month programs that provide step to step learn step by step learning. Um, so there's daily lessons and play along exercises and all this stuff. There's a lot there. Steve, you're going to have to send me the login information. I'm going to send so you the login. You can also video yourself and send it to them, and they'll tell you if you suck or not. I already know. Um, <laughs> I don't need someone else no, to like, tell me. So it's like you take the lesson. <laughs> it's like you can take the lesson and then like film yourself doing the exercises at the end. I'll just send them one of my and videos. Feedback. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so this is uh, this is fourteen ninety nine a month. If you want to sign up, fourteen ninety nine a month. We'll have a link in the description for that, or you can go to pickupmusic.com, I believe is the. I hope that's the website. It would be terrible if it wasn't. Uh, and you can try it for free for 14 days when you sign up. Well, so. it, whether it's the website or not, people should use the link you've provided in the description. That's true. And that will be the correct link. Yeah. I should probably get in a, talk to them about getting an affiliate link. If they don't have an affiliate, we don't need an affiliate, but like maybe they have a tracking yeah. link or something like that. Uh, I don't know. That's good so business. As I mentioned, uh, I don't have a ton of feedback this week, and I won't next week because we're recording next week's episode tonight. 
But in two weeks, I'll have an update because I'm actually going to be using it for the next two weeks. There you go. Hopefully more than the next two weeks. But uh, I'll have some feedback in two weeks on what my experience with it so far has been. Cool. I want to check it out. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I can learn something. Maybe you can. I mean, I already know they've got most like, things, They've right? got blues lessons, country lessons. I, what are you I, saying? You think, think I don't know how to play country? Damn it, Steve. We should have we should have had them as a sponsor last week when we were talking about oh, being self taught. Yeah, yeah, that would have been a good like carryover. This episode's also brought to you by Stringjoy. That's right, Steve. It is brought to you by Stringjoy. <laughs> I realized I talked over your whole sponsor spot when you wanted you. Steve wanted to oh, do it's, like it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry. Stringjoy about it. strings made in Nashville, Tennessee. By their own machines at their own facility. They're not making for other people. No one's making for them. They're making their own strings. Do you know how uncommon that is in the string industry? It's actually really super duper uncommon. Most of these things are OEM'd out, but they're doing it. You can order custom sets through their custom set builder on their website. Make the most ridiculous, nonsensical sets that you want. Or just a normal set where one string is just a little bit different. You want that wound G? You can get it. So go check out Stringjoy. Use our uh, our code HUM at checkout to get 10% off. H-U-M. 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 <laughs> um, uh, to get 10% off, and it's a tracking link so they know how yeah. effective this marketing really is. So hopefully we still have them as a sponsor next week. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that was rough. That is rough. No, we know that we know that people are buying string joys. Tell us about your string joy experience in the comments section because I want to hear if you like your strings or not. Oh yeah, they have acoustic strings too, <laughs> and coated strings, and bass strings, mm-hmm. and coated acoustic strings, and coated and coated bass strings. Not coated bass. No, coated bass. I don't know if I've ever played coated bass strings. You kind of don't need them, huh? I'm sure somebody would argue. It doesn't matter. The only thing that should be coating bass strings is sweat and grease and just grimy skin flakes. That's right. Ryan, <laughs> let's do an ad. Okay. We're doing... The Parker. The Parker. Lewis can't lose. What? This okay. is from Nick Robb. Offering what used to be a Parker solid body electric guitar. Not sure what model or where made. It is in the top 10 of the most horribleized guitars I have encountered. As picks indicate, it has been sanded, shellacked, beaten, had weird stuff glued to it, painted, and God knows what else. Pickups work moderately. Neck straight, but hard to adjust action. Do not know if a headstock repair, uh, a lot of glop in the way, but seems structurally sound. Has the large body cavity on the back, like better models have, but I will not venture a guess as to which model. I do not have a wrench to test the truss rod. Assume everything that can be wrong with a guitar to be wrong with this one. It's offered as a project for parts repair only. No refunds or return for any reasons. The guitar could use some good luck at this point. Sold as is. Good luck. The this winning, sold for $256. That was the winning bid. $256. And what's wild about this? I couldn't find a single Parker used on the internet that had that bridge that was under like twelve hundred dollars. This this started out as something and now it's it might be salvageable. It's it's gonna take a lot of sandpaper, a lot of you know chemical solvents and a lot of elbow grease to get this thing 
You were saying that normal. You were saying that this is the actual bridge. I didn't. That's is it like painted over? Yeah, they they gunked oh. paint all over the bridge. So they they made like the trim part black, and then the saddles are painted gold. I think that's the I think that's the natural color of the saddles, but they're grimed up like crazy. Oh, okay. Just gritty, gross. And all right, grimy. here's what you do if you get this. Whoever got this, if you're watching, I'll this, buy it from you for a hundred bucks. This is what I would do. I would take the pickups out. Right. I would just buy, like, so much, like, acetone, paint thinner, all of the horriblest chemicals. I would put them in, like, a five-gallon bucket, and I would just dip this entire body in there and just leave it there for, like, a week. I mean, I'd probably do that with that bridge, take the whole thing apart, take the bridge off, and soak it in something to get this is whatever that so is off. Oh, bad! So many random glued things. Yeah, like there's the back of this guitar looks like Jason USA's sailor suit. <laughs> <laughs> you need a humbuckle to relic this thing, right? There's not enough humbuckles in the world to get the paint off. Like it looks like it was finger painted on. Like this is beyond orange peel. This is like. Stucco peel, like it's it's thick, like the stucco on the outside of a nineteen seventies house. Like look, look look at the swirl in the paint. It looks like a wasp nest. Yeah, it's bad. Um, the Duncan USM pickup is interesting. These are uh, pickups that were made specifically for U.S. Music Company, who makes Washburn and Parker guitars. Did you see the back of the headstock? There's like sparkly purple yeah. hot glue with on, the rhinestone. Like on the freaking, because those are locking, yeah, locking, the, or yeah, locking uh, tuners. Someone's <sighs> just got crafty with this guitar for no reason whatsoever. Someone got crafty with this guitar because they hate God. <laughs> and they also hate everyone else. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think there's some, I think there's some love injected into this thing but it's an ugly messy even pl- like, dirty love i'm looking at this neck right is this thing even playable could you play this neck i mean i guess you i think could. I, could, I, I could say the nut looks like it's intact uh they said that the they said they don't have a tool to adjust the truss rod but that the truss rod was stiff so i don't know what that means it means the neck is covered with so much freaking paint right that when you try to adjust the truss rod with a standard tool, it doesn't do anything because the paint has replaced the truss rod as the thing that is supporting the shape and and everything else of the neck. I would actually this neck should be stiff because aren't aren't uh, aren't these like carbon fiber necks? Or I something? forget. I know that Parker's Maybe. are all about like using high tech materials and high tech engineering and stuff like that. Oh, this is a wood neck though, right? But it still might have a carbon fiber rod in it. I don't remember. Um, I for what they paid was two fifty one or something like that. Yeah. This is another one where it's like, yeah, that's the right price. eBay, you did it. Buyers on uh. eBay. I would have picked this up for two fifty and started a project with it. This is like an archaeology excavation. This is where just, you're just this you're just chiseling away at stuff, and there happens to be a, a guitar underneath, and eventually you'll find it. And I would have, I would have, you know. 
I probably would have done a stain on it, not too different from what it is right now, uh, but I would have cleaned up a lot of these details. I don't think they took off the bridge or the pickup rings when they when they stripped this. It To me, it looks like they sanded around everything. So I would just get everything right as rain, uh, take all everything off and get all the paint off of it and strip the whole thing down to bare wood and give it just a clear coat or something like that, or maybe like a very light stain. I actually like the color of the wood as it is. It has some like blemishes in it and stuff, but I, I kind of don't mind that. I just want to get that hardware clean. I want to get things working. I'm That switch is, the tip is broken off, completely broken off. Like you can't reattach a, a tip to that. No. So I'd swap out the switch. I would get all that gunk off the headstock. The guy made it sound like he doesn't know if there's a break underneath all that gunk. I don't think there's a break. I don't think that's what's going on here. I think it's just craft time at your weird wine aunt's house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I would I would do whatever I could to get that that paint inlay off of the fretboard. Although it's, it's kind of interesting, I no, suppose. No, it's not. No. <laughs> Steve says no. You're wrong. <laughs> I would just clean up the headstock. Uh, I'm fine with it being a little bit rough. I don't need a, a full reboot of the, the the finish on the whole thing. But getting all that that thick black gunk off the back of the neck is imperative and all the decorations off the back of the body and the body's just going to go straight down to wood is what i'm going to do so i think this might have been a pd one of the pdf models probably they're like around i'm seeing nine nine hundred to a thousand bucks uh right now on reverb i think that was like a mid or like a kind of a mid-range model but man i, I it's a know. project it's a project starter. And there's a PDF 70. Maybe that's you know what? what? Someone could just show me the string wind on the last tuner, and I would be able to imagine what the rest of the guitar looks like. <laughs> Here. <laughs> you see no, that? On the, on the high E. Yeah. yeah, you see that, and you know you're in trouble every single time. <laughs> Might as well be tied up there with a granny knot. This is just so, so, so... I would convert it into a surf guitar. I'd put like Moserite pickups in it. <laughs> this is an excellent opportunity to strip it down to a starting point and do something yeah, okay. weird and dumb with it. You're right. You know, people, people, if you, if you, people, people, um, if you were looking for a project guitar and you were like well i've done a couple like i've you know done a pacifica you know a pacifica 112 right done a squire i want to like do something really out of the box really like that's going to take some time it's going to like test my abilities a little bit this is this would be i could see this being a lot of frustrating kind of fun it's it's cheap fun for two hundred, well, for two hundred fifty-six dollars, I don't know if I'd call it cheap fun. People but. spend a lot more money than that just putting gas in their boat to go fishing for a Saturday or something like that. This is a. This I is, don't know how much boat gas costs. This so. is a multiple weekend project for fun, and then when you're done, if you rescue it, you've got a playable guitar that's kind of cool. Yep, it'd be fun to to refinish it like bright neon colors mm, i think that mm. body shape lends itself to like some hot, hot like 80s neon yeah 
in a fun way. Yeah, get that hot neon. I'll leave the headstock black. Mm-hmm. And then you can sell those, you know, those jewels that are on there and make all your money back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those jewels are definitely valuable. They're definitely worth more than $256. <laughs> you don't think that scarab on here, there is right worth here, something? Right here, Ryan. You, you always ask for this when we're done. What about ready? those look, giant purple gemstones on the back of the headstock? You don't look, think those are look real? At the, look at the camera right now. Right ready? Now. Ready? <laughs> there. You got you. You what? got my you got my picture. We got our thumbnails. Got our thumbnails. Got them out of the way. Get Watch, done. I don't even remember to use that. I know. Clip. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just uh, two fifty. You agree? I guess two fifty six is what it says. It doesn't say if what I, the shipping was. I mean, here's the problem, right? is if I legitimately could convince myself that this was, say, a $900 guitar new, or $900 guitar on the It'll never right be now. a $900 guitar again. Yeah. You might get it back to, like, 400 May, Right, maybe. Maybe. After I soaked this thing in Goo Gone for three weeks. Right. In the freaking uh, mid-desert riverside sun. I don't know, man. I, I you gotta like really love. Like, I'm not a, I'm not in a project love phase. Right. So right. So it's hard for me to be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna commit two hundred fifty dollars. We've been there. Like, I remember my project days yeah. where I had time to do stuff like that, and I had a lot. Of, I would have had a lot of fun with this as a, you know, like a twenty three year old. All right, my goal for the next three years is to get. My Ibanez parts guitar put together, up and running. And then after I'm done with that, we can revisit this ad. <laughs> Somewhere between now and three years from now. Okay. Okay. That's the goal. Steve and, is, Steve uh, is going to finish his Ibanez project. I got to see. Do I still have that green paint? I sure hope so. You're going to change your mind by the time you're ready to do it. No. No, I'm, like, I really like that green no, paint. Want blue paint. No. I'm going to get Well, you know, you could look at that ad and use it as, you know. Oh, inspiration. Inspiration. Some pointers, you know. You know how they have like Fitspo and like all these different things. Like, is there Gitspo, like guitar inspiration? You just need to put the paint in your mouth and then lick the paint onto the body. And that's how you get that finish. What? Don't buy a brush when you can lick the paint onto the guitar. You you know can steal that style. I could pour the paint on my cat and use my cat as a cat. Somebody just reported us to Peta. <laughs> oh man, Peta gets gets that cat. They're gonna kill that cat, Steve. Oh my gosh, Ryan, you're never gonna see that cat again, Ryan. Yes, Steve. Tell me about uh, Chase Bliss Mood Mark II serial number six hundred. I've got the new mood. And I haven't had time to actually explore it. I plugged it in for about five minutes today, and then my kids came in. Daddy, daddy, I'm hungry. Daddy, feed me. Daddy, I'm so lonely. Hug me, please. Uh, Are kids kids the worst? So I walked away from it. I haven't been able to read the manual that came with it yet, but these manuals are always a ton of fun. My kid comes out of her room at 8 o'clock and goes, we we having dinner soon? (laughs) You missed it. No dinner today. That's what Steve says. That's my impression of Steve. But already I'm impressed because I love the look of it. I love the color. Uh, it's stereo. You need a stereo TRS splitter cable. I already got on Amazon and ordered the TRS splitter cables that I need to make this thing function. So 
I'm excited to put together a stereo rig around this. I think I'm going to do a video stereo out. where I just mess around with it and just have fun. I'm not going to try to teach anyone anything. I'm just going to make sounds and put up like a highlight reel or something like cool. that. Just, I'm just going to have fun making sounds. I paid for this, by the way. I bought this with money. You did? Money that, That's what I heard. You know, you could probably track it back through my bank account and it'd be sponsorship money that Chase has paid us for sponsoring the podcast <laughs> for so long. But I, I made a purchase because I wanted it. Maybe you want it too. Click the link down below to check out Chase Bliss Audio so you can buy the things that you want. This episode's also brought to you by Big Ear Pedals. They made the Wacka. Mm-hmm. Uh, they should be shipping. Did they ship yet? I haven't seen anyone post that they've gotten them, but I've seen people post that they've gotten a shipping notification, yeah. so I'm assuming so, people have, have some of them so far. Or at least they're on their way, so yeah, there make, you go. Make posts on social media when you get them and tag me and tag uh, Big Ear Pedals. I want to see your wackas, guys. I want to yeah. see them. I want to see if you, you got step a, on them. If you had a bunch of people in a competition with these, they would be a wacka off. If you want to know about weird stuff like this too, you got to get on that mailing list. So go to biggearpedals.com. Yeah, if you sign want up for the mailing list, get on those socials. Those are all sold out, but if you want to get stuff before it sells out, get on their mailing list and their social medias. All right, man, you ready to talk about the thing? Hot goss. Let's go. We're going to spill the tea. Hey, Ryan, what's new? Are we doing what's new? No, I don't know unless you got something. We went to Nam, new. that's what's new. Yeah. We did go to Nam. Nam 2023. Where would you where would you rank it out of all NAMs, Steve? Not just the NAMs you've been to, all NAMs uh, through history. Top. Uh, it's definitely in the top 122. 120? How many NAMs is there? Been? I don't know, but that's pretty high up there, I think. It's in the top 100 for sure. Definitely the newest of the top 100. Yeah. yeah. If I sorted all NAMs by uh by upload date <laughs> this would be number one right top of the list top as the far list. as new nams go sound, new nam dropped it sounds so uh, it's got that new nam smell it sounds so derisive i thought this was a, a a pretty good nam as far as nam goes you know what it felt like a pretty good nam because the last two nams the last winter nam and the last summer nam were incredibly disappointing. Yeah. And yeah. it wasn't dramatically different than last Nam, but the energy was a lot different. People were peppy. People were excited. People weren't dragging their heels and like, oh man, what's going on here? Like people were excited to be back. There was more people, not dramatically more people, but I, I was like estimating like 15, 20% more people yeah. on the floor. Yeah. And everyone was in good spirits. It, it felt good to be there. I'm not sick yet. I'm not sick yet either. And we got back four days ago? Something like that. Uh, I think it was uh, Mark Johnston put it this way. He said, I, think, I hope I'm attributing this to the right person. Uh, if last year, if normal NAM, like NAM 2020, was 10 out of 10 NAM, the NAMiest NAM, then last year's NAM was like 5 out of 10. And this year's NAM is like 7 out of 10. Like it's getting back towards. Well, where's zero at? Summer Nam. Zero, zero. Was pretty close to zero. Zero, zero Nam was 2021 when there was no Nam. When there was no Nam. Zero is just no Nam. Like the summer Nam that I went to, the post COVID, the current mid COVID summer Nam I went to was a one. It was dismal. Yeah. Uh, this was definitely back in the vibe of like 
like creeping back into the territory of like NAMS. Because the thing I always heard about that summer NAMS. Like it felt like it had momentum to grow. Yeah. The thing I always heard about that summer NAM is that you could see the entire show in like one day. Oh, not even, even, a even day. less than a like day. no, you could walk through it in in an hour. This was one this I would say this show was at the size of like one and a half days. Uh so you spend like the first half day like getting your badge and just getting acclimated to the space. You try to hit everything that you can on the second day. Uh the third day you just take it easy and pick up some remnants. Uh and then you go home and you read about something that was online that you were like, damn, I didn't see it. So the perfect example of that, what was, uh, what was your big, like, what, what do you think was the coolest thing you played at Nam? I didn't play a ton of stuff, but I, I really want to get my hands on that new, uh, 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 man, that, that filter pedal. Oh, the, is it the the disturbance? Right. From uh, Death by Audio. Death by Audio. I couldn't. Yeah. I had the DBA in my, in my head. And I couldn't I couldn't find the words. That thing was cool. I need to follow up with them and see if we can get the ball rolling on, on getting me one of those. Yeah, for sure. Because I, I want to gig with that thing. It was a filter where it's like a sweeping filter. Mm-hmm. But then you press the, the second foot switch and it holds where it's at in the filter. Yeah. So yeah. it's like. And then you can just hold it. Yeah. And then release it. And then just hold it in another random place. Like that is a fun, like song it's, spicing up tool. It's a that, really neat idea. That is seasoning for a song right there. And I was having a bunch of fun with it just in like a minute of messing around with it. Like my jaw was like this. Yeah. Oh, I like that. You what's, know? what's the coolest. What was the coolest thing that you didn't play? <laughs> Well, I stood in line to play that new, uh, what the the Echo Rec thing, the, the, the T Rex Benson Echo Rec. Right, it looked really, really cool. I didn't know how much it was until like later that night when you told me. But like people were standing like like ten people deep in yeah. line to get it to get a turn with it, and I was like, ah, I can kind of hear what they're doing with it. It sounds like you know what what I'd expect it to sound like. It looks right. really cool. It's got a, sk- a spinning disc in the middle. Sunday, I think it was Sunday night. But they're like twenty two hundred dollars. Uh, or no, it was Monday when I was going to work. But it was from Sunday night. I listened to uh, Ben Coombs had uh, Aaron Lee on his on his Sunday night show. Uh huh. So I was listening to that Monday morning, and um, they were saying that. So we always talk about like the thing I looked up is like the original Benson Echo Rex are like between twenty five and thirty five hundred. Right. The the vintage ones or whatever. Um, but the thing that I didn't know is that you have to get those heads serviced every few years, I guess. Yeah. And it costs like $800 to get it serviced. Wow. So it's expensive tech. Like yeah. it's, so at $2,100, it's like very reasonable. Right. But how, how, how soon until you need to get that head? I mean, they service, they sold a hundred units before, on like the first day it was announced. It's they, all studio. People. They sold their, they sold their all, like they sold all of them on the first day and they're into back into pre-order. Phase. No, no one's buying that for a pedal board. It's all going on studio desks. It's well, like, it's not designed to go on a pedal board. It's designed to go on top of your amp. Right, but no one's and buying it for the foot switch. No on one's buying it for their live rig. Yeah, no one's buying it to gig with it. You know that is going. What if in you a really, re- what if you really love delay? 
if you really love to lay, then, you know, let it go and maybe it'll come back to you. (laughs) (sighs) What else is there to say? Well, let's get into some gossip. There was some... There uh, was some gossip? There was some... Oh, well, you know... I'm not going to name names. The hot goss. We're not going to name names, but there is a, a brand that uh, we'll just say they hired someone okay. who uh, does not have a good name in the gear industry. Mm-hmm. And this brand uh, was like, "Oh, it's fine. He's not, you know, he's not in control of anything. He's just helping us with some stuff." Yeah. Blah blah blah. And they have realized that he was hurting their opportunities in the market because they wanted to work with other right. brands as part of their, of their business plan. You might and say you might say that the situation was uh, kind of messy. Kind of messy. Um, and so I think we'd hinted at that sort of drama here and there throughout the show. Right. One of the guys came up to us mm-hmm. and, you know, good on him. He, like, he completely just... Buried whatever hatchet he imagined that you know we had active. He was a total peacemaker. I mean, I don't think it was like we didn't have. We never. I wouldn't say it was a mat. Like for the record, we never we never had like a grudge or anything. We just thought it was an unfortunate situation. Yeah, and it was a thing where we for I think for us it was like well, like as long as that person is involved in this company, we will 100% not work with this company. Oh, for sure. We, you know, we, we can't like it's, it would have yeah. just been bad optics sort of situation. Uh, but I, I, despite whatever their product is or their service or whatever, I just want to say that I really, really appreciate, appreciated their approach and just how they, you know, they stepped up and they came and they talked to us about it. Yeah. And that can't be easy to do, especially on the floor of NAM. Like they come up to two people and have a difficult, have a difficult discussion. I mean, he was taller than both of us. Was he? Yeah. I don't remember him that way. Maybe he was. He's, I mean, he's at least taller than me. I Maybe that's why I respect him so much now. Cause he's like, how tall. Uh, also for what it's worth, like, I mean, I, I, Played the pedal. I thought it sounded pretty good. Oh, now people know it's a pedal. Now it's in process of elimination. Oh, They're gonna figure it out. I mean, amp. I mean, guitar. It could have been anything, really. Never. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, you know, that's I. I like that. I think it was uh, a very adult, yeah, emotionally responsible, mature thing to do. And uh, I know that you and I probably aren't that mature. <laughs> responsible no so i I deeply appreciate it but also i don't run a company that hinges on you know part of my business hinges on getting back into you know at least willing business communication with marketing firms sure sure, sure. functionally like at the end of the day we're kind of a marketing firm in a way so some other hot gossip yeah a person who also is somewhat of a marketing firm wait Talk to a brand. Wait, which hot gossip are you? Oh, I don't know. Which one are you doing? No, you you go for it. I was going to say a person who's also a marketing firm like us. Okay. Talked to a guitar brand. All right. That they maligned in the past multiple times. Oh, yeah. Well, we're talking about Chapman and KDH here. Oh, so you're just going to throw that one out there. I thought we were doing secrets, Ryan. Well, I, th- I felt like it was worth being more delicate with, with the previous topic. 
because we don't want to we don't want people to you know go after that specific brand or whatever and like try to dig up dirt or whatever because yeah. they they handled it well but you know like kdh and chapman's situation has been very public for since the beginning of them having yeah. this thing kdh came all the way to anaheim from ireland from ireland i guess uh i don't know what other content he got there but i have to assume a big part of his motivation was to connect with rob chapman i would definitely which they did i would definitely fly halfway across the room uh, the room the, the room. world the world i want to see you fly halfway across the room i think you could do it you Steve. just need a I, you just need a big enough dude to throw me you just need a running start and you could do yeah, it yeah no like there's something kind of weird about that to me like it's kind of like Oh, you're trying really hard here, dude. Like that's a big trip just to. But he's a YouTuber get a, to get a selfie. I mean, that's true. YouTubers do dumb stuff all the like, time. I mean, I flew all the way to Nashville just, to to hold an Epiphone SL, <laughs> and it made the channel. I mean, but I'm saying like it's not like Chappers is uh is KDH's KDH's Epiphone SL, like made yeah. his, made his yeah. channel. So of course he's got to make a pilgrimage. He owes Rob Chapman. Pretty much, I'd, I'd say 70% of his success. At least to to start. It's like that seed money. He was Right. Rob Chapman was that seed money. Right. He should be thanking Rob Chapman. He probably, he probably did. Hopefully he did. I hope he did. I hope he gave him a, a kiss on the forehead. I don't think he did that. I think he gave him a wet kiss on the forehead. But apparently, you know, they, they took a selfie together. They were hanging out at the booth together. They made a video. They made a video. Well, so who Kitty knows what that's going to be video like? With like the guitar. So that's the thing. I want to see that content. I'm sure he made other content. He probably made, probably, he probably, he probably made like a, like the metal version of your, does it surf? Like, is this a metal guitar? Is this a metal guitar? He is this probably guitar? was crawling around underneath tables and in between booths and stuff like that, following us around to get oh dirt on I'm us. I'm pretty sure that none of that happened. And we're going to be the next one to get an audio oh audit. We're going to find out all our dirty secrets. They're going to find out. He probably doesn't even know who we are. That we didn't tip enough when we bought our sandwiches from the food quarters. <laughs> Are you supposed to tip at the food court? Anytime you run a card now, it asks you for a tip. Yeah, and I say no. I don't think no's an option all the time. Zero percent. <laughs> Clearly, Steve deserves to be canceled. I mean, like I'm terrible tipping habits. Have you ever have you ever done that where you're like buying and like you're buying groceries in it at like I've literally bought no I've never tipped like, buying groceries at like a gas station and I'm buying like snacks or it's like would you like to tip I'm like I'm at the freaking gas station it makes sense at a at like a walk-up restaurant they're like you know these people need yeah, to get gas get a little extra money in their pocket you know um $14 sandwich <laughs> uh, so I hope that all works I hope that you know like KDH's audience uh completely accepts his new uh, found treaty and love and relationship yeah, with I, Chapman. I think and that's that kind of the, no drama ever again. That's kind of the big question about it is like he built that channel on audio audit and now he's been getting into like other content that's a little that's you know sometimes well, they, a little less little less fueled by internet rage. There's nothing else out there. Like there, every now and then a company screws up, but like I. There's not that he did Chapman and he did Stevie T. And then what, what else? What else is there? I mean, every time Stevie, he, T, every time Stevie T puts out a video, you could probably make 
if he could a new rage video if he could go after channels like ours and so many other channels he would have by now but there's nothing there there's nothing there or is there <laughs> maybe there will be eventually i hope so it would be exciting when the show breaks but up there's not, when the show breaks up i'm going to leak a bunch of like fake stuff there's not about a, why we broke up there's not enough drama or corruption or scheming in this tiny little industry to fuel a channel with gossip, he's gonna do a like, whole, he's gonna do a whole video about how long it takes me to ship uh, merch to Patreon. I hope he does so that you pick up the pace, Steve. Okay, so, uh, another thing I just remembered that was really cool. What's another thing that and you now, remember that's really cool? Those flat speakers. Oh yeah, uh, emergent technologies. So we talked about them a while ago on the show. We got to and, try them. Now we didn't understand. So they're these speakers that are like what, like two inches they're, thick? No, yeah. Let's, let me help thick. you here. One inch. They were like that. Half they're, an inch. No, no. They're, inch they're like a pizza box. Yeah. They're like the the thickness of, excuse me, of a pizza box. They get super loud. I still don't really understand how the technology works, It's, uh, but it works. It sounds it like they're, works. A, a, they're not a guitar speaker. Right. They're a super clean, like PA speaker sort of yeah. sound and response. So at the booth, they were running a rig that had a cab simulation in it. Yep. And it sounded great. Yeah. yeah. Like, so if you're running a rig that has a cab sim, like, I think they're really smart speakers. Like, you could, he said they're good up to 120 watts. 120 decibels. 120 decibels. That's what I meant. So they get, they're, they that's, get loud. That's plenty loud yeah. enough. Like, I'm looking at him like, this is like an ideal stereo rig. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Each cab is as thick as a pizza box or what, like like this big or something like that. You get two of them, you, you flat stack them in your trunk and put everything else on top of them. Yeah. Now you've got a loud-ass stereo rig running off of your, your, your quilter and a cab sim or something like that. I want one. No, it's pretty cool. I want one. And it sounded great. It's like there in person, it legitimately sounded fantastic. Yeah. So I was impressed. I'm sold. I'm sold on them. I think that's going to be the, I, what I predict is going to happen. And I might be totally wrong here. I predict they're going to develop that technology enough that people are going to want it and they're going to get their production numbers up. And then some company is going to come by and buy them. We'll see. So it's gonna, like some big company, like Gibson's going to show up and we're like, we want these for our Mesa boogie stuff. Yeah, that would be a really cool product uh, to, to, for like a, someone like Fender to re to like reboot their old like four by tens, like the vertical four by 10, right. that, that aesthetic. But now they're these ultra thin cabinets, but yeah. in that like seventies aesthetic, that like, would be interesting. They could do that with the tone master stuff and it would just be thin. Like it would yeah. be, it would be a flat amp with the control panel on the top mm-hmm. and then legs that swing out. Like you use the Fender swing out legs on the side and it, yeah. like, it would look like, you know, a super reverb from the front or twin reverb from the front. Mm-hmm. But then it would just be this flat, loud, solid state modeling sort of situation that would be so cool. I'm in. I'm in for the future of amps using these flat panels. I, I thought it I thought it sounded great in person. Uh I think while you were making your is this a surf guitar video, going around finding all the surf guitar videos. Though maybe it's when you're making your cream video. Those are both really 
The cream, the cream booth was really fun this year. They had way yeah. more guitars than last year. And the guitars that they had were kind of, they had some production level ones mm-hmm. where last year it was all kind of like prototypey, kind of like experimenting with the build, still not, don't have like, like the proof, details proof worked out. They still had some proof of concept, prototypey stuff at the booth this year, but they had a bunch of stuff that did feel like production quality, which was great to see yeah. and feel. So while you were doing all that stuff, um, I sat down and uh, I did some uh, question and answer time with uh, Hillary B. Jones mm-hmm. on the Midriff podcast. So that sounds fun. Uh, I think I'm what I think she's doing because I've, I've she she's done this before on her show where she'll go to an industry event and just interview a bunch of people, basically ask everyone the same five questions, right? And or five or six questions, and then put it all together for a podcast. So that was fun. I got, I was pretty excited to get to do that. I got to do some, uh, some short form with, uh, orange wood. We both did the one with orange wood and with reverb. Yeah. So we'll be popping up here and there. Maybe I, uh, I forced them to ask Steve to show his nipples. I did, I said, no, that's a, that's a valid answer, Steve. Yeah. That was the question. The question as it was put to me is, will you show us your nipples? And I said, no. <laughs> Will you show us your nipples now? Still no. Ah, all right, all right, Still no. all right. I'll play your game, Steve. <laughs> uh, I think that was the same day as the UA event as well. Ooh, that was fun. But uh, before we get into that, oh, hot, I got one more piece of hot sure. goss. What's your last piece of hot goss? So I'm not going to name names, but at least three different brands that had booths there okay told me oh yeah yeah yeah. that the the only reason that you they, can't name names because you only remember one of them i can't remember any of the names oh I, re- uh, I only know one of them uh told me that the only reason they were there at nam this year was yeah. because they had a credit from money that they spent to reserve a booth at covid nam which obviously didn't happen yeah and that credit was is about to expire. It's not going to be good after this NAM. So that was the only reason they were there, which had me thinking if three different booths told me that, that means a lot of booths mm-hmm. that were mm-hmm. there had that going on. Will the positive momentum and energy that we felt at this NAM carry through to get those brands to reinvest and buy into next year? Yeah, or I think pre, or I, following years. I think that's the one wild card with all of it because I, I think there were a lot of positive vibes a lot of really good energy which definitely mm-hmm. last year like there was a point where you kind of you felt like you're dragging it out a little um i didn't feel like that this year right it felt like there was um, still some show to see uh last day even yeah. though you and i were kind of standing around with our hands in our pockets because we were spent but it felt like it's, it's actually been funny since getting back because i'm in you know i'm in a lot uh, a few not a lot but at least in a few different like facebook groups where people are talking about like Oh, hope you enjoy that Nam footage this year because I heard it's the last one. And I was like, "Well, who the fuck did you hear that from?" Right. Like literally, I was like, "Well, you know what? Like from going there, yeah, like, you piece of shit. Where the yeah. fuck did you hear that what from? The fuck. Apparently, we're swearing now. Now. <laughs> anyway, like, but literally, like, my reaction is like, it's all it's all rumor mill. Right. I don't. I think there are everyone I've talked to who think who's been to Nam who thought like Nam is dying has at least like nuanced it a little bit. 
the people who have no nuance, I'm like either the people I my always think like either you're really simplifying a message or you're just clueless. Last year felt like Nam could be dying. This year felt like Nam might be born anew if people yeah. want it to if be. If people want it to be. Right. Like I heard someone like I saw someone say like, oh, Nam's dead in the water. I was like, Nam might like even if it was like stalled out completely, I think it would be like a few years until like I think it would just bleed out. It wouldn't yeah. it wouldn't they wouldn't like twenty twenty, even after last year's show, do they have to have last year's show like maybe three years in a row before people were like, Yeah, we're done. This, right. You know. Um and they had already booked for twenty twenty four. If you've already got the space, I can't imagine what it would take to cancel. For sure. But um anyway. Let's talk about our after Nam stuff. What was the point of that? I didn't make it. We never made you never a point. Ma- there doesn't need to be a point. It's just a good just point. Oh, yeah. Think so, about it. Just so, think about so it. So I think that's the thing is is if, you know, three three companies that you talk to, yeah, there's probably like 30 companies that do, and they're going to have to decide, you know, well, did I have a good, ex- a good experience? How long are these, like, good vibes going to last, you know? Right, right. You know, I think it comes down, like, we heard a rumor that Gibson's coming back next year. Yeah. We'll see what happens with that. If Gibson comes back, then other big brands will be like, well, we need to be there too. And that was a rumor from someone who works in the guitar retail space. Mm-hmm. So they, I don't, I'm not going to say they're like a hundred percent in the know, but they're more in the know than we are. So I'm just going to say, they might be onto something. Yeah. And you know what? Like there was a pop-up event in Anaheim at the same time as Nam that had like six or seven or eight of like some major pedal companies at it. Right. I kind of wish we'd gone. I know. It's dumb that we didn't go to that. Well, we, if we, we would have gone to that. We would have hung out with, with Chappers. Yeah. So. We got to hang out with Rob Chapman, which like I'd had a few sentences of interaction with him over the years, but we got to sit down and have drinks and, and share fries and stuff like that. Like yeah. we hung out for like a good hour or something like that. Probably with, with him and his crew. And it was, it was yeah. a good hang. He's, you know, nice crew. Yeah. You know, told stories. Good it was fun. Cool time. So uh, the UA party oh, yeah. was a total blast. Yeah. Universal Audio. They had a party uh, in one of the hotel uh, uh, like meeting rooms across from Nam. Uh, I ate 10 tacos. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> they were little. They were yeah, little. The lady told me three tacos equals one taco. So I technically had three and a third tacos. <sighs> I would say like. I have I mean, 3.33333 3, 3, 3, 3, 3 regular tacos. It all just depends on what you consider a real taco. Like they were. It was a street taco. Street tacos. I also had four Modellos. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I, you know, Anaheim was like proving to be so expensive. Like every single meal was like, oh, do you want a $24 so because was, sandwich? Because it was like freebies at UAD. You're like, I got to get, get my money's worth. You know, they already paid for it. It's flat rate for yeah. the catering. I'm like, I'm going to I'm gonna make sure that everyone gets their money's worth out of this catering that they what, paid for here. What did we do? Was that, that was Friday. What and did the, we do Friday? Oh yeah. I, the, and the gear slum showed up and they slummed it so hard that we didn't even have to. <laughs> like they were, they didn't, you know, we were there because we got an email invite and we RSVP'd and we we're like, Hey, you guys could probably come and sneak in. Like, cause no one is probably actually going to care about watching the door. And there, then there were people there who actually cared about watching the door yeah. and they still snuck in and they got some tacos and they got some drinks, and then they started eyeing the free T-shirts, and then so they started slumming over there the way they do, getting getting themselves some free T-shirts. Apparently, they went and just saw an open box of T-shirts from another company and just grabbed one of those too. 
Uh, but the pedals, uh, the Delverb, the Max. I didn't get to try. The Galaxy. I tried the Delverb. Okay. And it's it sounds great. It's got the reverb that I like. That's on the yeah. on the sixty five Dream and the Golden. It's, mm. I mean, it's a simplified version. Of what's on the Golden? Yeah. And it has a bunch of the the delays that I like. Again, from, simplified from versions. Starlight. Yeah. It would be really smart for me to have the uh, the Delverb. Delverb. Because yeah. it's both things that I use from in them, one box. In one box, and I like the color of it too. But I feel bad trying, like I would feel bad trying to pursue getting my hands on one when I already have the others, and they didn't contact me directly to do mm-hmm. a demo. So it's mm-hmm. like I don't, I like I could I could make it happen, but I feel like I don't really need to at this point. Right. I didn't get a chance to try the other two. Everyone was raving about the compressor, which I can't. I don't believe it because I don't love compressors. But you tried it. It's two compressors. I didn't really understand okay. what I was doing. So it's two compressors. Uh, the guy we were talking to uh, who works for them, I forget his name, but he just said, oh, you got to turn the red knob all the way up. So I did that, which is like the preamp. Uh-huh. And it gets it turns it into like a bit of an overdrive. Okay. So I was like, cool. Yeah, it sounded good, but I don't really I don't understand I don't like need, the compressor yeah. part of it. Did you play the Galaxy at all? I didn't get a chance to. I did play the Galaxy. Uh, I think that's uh, more more my speed. Yeah, I bet I would have loved the Galaxy. But it's like it, it's, so that one's like a tape delay, which I don't understand how to make that work. I was talking to Blake uh, from Tone Mob and String Joy, and uh, I was like, "Yeah, like I don't understand the lights and like what they all mean and stuff." He's like, "Oh yeah, it's just like your tape heads, like a tape delay." I'm like, "Yeah." Do you still don't understand? I like, once again don't understand. I've had never mul- owned one. I've had multiple opportunities to mess with the physical object that it was that it's based on. Right. It's actually we actually used one on the Dinosaur Ghost oh, album. Okay. Yeah. So it's like the the tape. You know how there's a, a tape reading head in your Walkman. Yes. On a tape delay, there's like eight of those. Right. And so the tape travels over them. So it's like ding 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 ding, and that's your repeats. Yeah. And so it gives you a selection of different combinations of delay heads. Because on, on the actual uh, Space Echo units, you can choose, you know, so you can get different rhythmic patterns and stuff like that. Oh, okay. From the delay heads. So, so it's, it's like, like ding, if you, if you, ding, yeah. ding, 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 yeah. you know. Okay. That sort of thing. Uh, so I'm sure it has all that functionality. Like the, the Strymon Volante leaned hard into that because it had a right. little push buttons for, the, little buttons, yeah. for the, uh, the, the tape heads. And I don't think that the... The UA Galaxy is quite as involved yeah. with the settings as far as that goes. But the Starlight is amazing, so I, I believe that the Galaxy sounds great. Uh, let's talk about... Hold on, I want to talk about this book real quick. Oh. Reverb, Your Guide to Gear. This is fun. It's got some charts and stuff. I haven't really read it. This but is interesting. The, the, the best part... The, for If you were a card collector, there's actually a lot of words in here. It's, it's a uh, book. There's words in there. You can read it. Over here, you've got it's a three-year. Pri- this is. A, did, did you ever? Um, so I used to buy one of these like every year. The Beckett Card Guide, right? For like it's baseball like a cards, Kelly Blue Book for yeah. guitar gear, which is kind of wild because Reverb already has that on the internet. So I, I really think that this is just a handout for them to show like investors yeah. what they do. This was my favorite thing: Sound Investments Common Gear that's beaten the stock market. It's got the uh, Fender Pawn Shop bases, uh, the Digitech DF7 Distortion Factory. Uh, interesting, one of the things on here that I would not have thought is the Tascam Porta 3. Apparently, the, Mini those, studio. those Tascams have been blowing up, and I loaned mine to a friend a long time ago, and I wonder if he still has it. 
Probably not. Um, I what were you going to say? I want to talk. I, about, I thought this was neat, as just even as just like a coffee table. Yeah. I want to talk about our after Nam activities because we were up there three nights. First night, Ryan, this isn't fit for. <laughs> first night, we connected up with people within our crew. You know, yeah. we had Jason who was staying with us, Jason Mays, and we uh, from met working up, class music. Yes, we met up with Emily from uh, Get, Get Offset, Offset, and also Joe, also from Get Offset, and also from yeah. Pedal uh, Pedal Playhouse. Playhouse. And then there was other people there as well. And we all went out for a, a, a dinner and then drinks, and we're hanging out, and all sorts of other people showed up, and it was a great time. So that was our our group. Friday, like, Friday one. Our core group, like, let's hang night. Yeah. Night two, we go to, that was the UA party, right? It was the UA party. So that was like the industry party. Yep. And what did we do after that? And then we went to the base mansion. Oh, yeah. So we had an industry party. Then we had base mansion. That was the new friends party. Yeah. There, There's the, this group of bass players that we've connected with over the internet. Well, like, you've kind of connected with some of them. Through like TikTok and stuff. Yeah. Well, when, when I got the uh, the the Longhorn bass, I started looking around for like bass content to learn licks and stuff like that. And I feel like I got semi adopted by this group of bassists on the internet a little bit. Like uh, Low and <laughs> Low and Lobster was there. AMP was there. Uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, uh, Bully. Bully. Bully the kid. Bully the kid was there. And they all rented this ridiculous, like, 100-year-old Los Angeles-style mansion on the top of a hill that we had to drive up this haunted-looking road as the sun is setting. There's, like, owls and, like, crows in the trees calling at us and, like, rotten, like, wrought iron fences and stuff. And dog, what looked like a dog run surrounded by razor wire. We we turned on the radio and it was just Vincent Price narrating our drive up the hill. And <laughs> we get up there and they've got this mansion. They've got a drum kit in there. They've got a drummer who sits at the drum kit. They've got basses and bass oh, amps. Man, their, and they, their drummer was so good. They had a guitar and a, and a katana and stuff. We we ha- we hung out with them and did a live stream yeah. for, for Low and Lobster's channel. And then we just started like jamming and playing and stuff. And then Steve got a life-changing bass <laughs> lesson. I got a bass lesson from Bully the Kid. From Bully the Kid. And it was miraculous to watch, you know, you know the videos where like someone is has like a speech impediment and they bring in like a speech therapist and they're like, well, let's let's like change the way you're holding your back and I, I'm gonna put my fist in your diaphragm and I want you to talk from right here and hold your chin up and all of a sudden they're talking normal and they start crying and they're just like having this emotional moment. That was with Steve learning how to play bass all over again, all over again because he took you, he took your entire body, yeah, and reshaped you like a ball of clay. Yeah. He was like, and, why are you put your arm like that? I'm like, I don't know. That's just what I do. He's like, well, don't do that. And within like, it was like a half hour, maybe 45 minute lesson. He had Steve full on slap into All right, bass. Let's, uh, let's uh, just slap into bass. Let's pump the brakes on that one a little. Because <laughs> uh, I tried to do it on the NAM floor the next day and like, you it did, didn't work out so good. So you that, just need to remember. Need, that one needs some work. Of course, but he's but, uh, still... He, he got you doing it there in the moment. Yeah. It's like he was guiding you. It was like, you know, the, the carney is there and shows you how to throw the, the special Frisbee or whatever. Yeah. And it feels easy when he's showing you. Then you go home and you're like, oh, I bought all these Frisbees. Now I don't know how to do I, it. But you, I, I saw you do it. I know you can do it again. And I know that you picked up valuable lessons. Yeah, I think the thing 
that was really effective because and it's funny because I've always played bass with my fingers and I was telling Bully I was like I was like yeah I play with I actually don't play with a pick even though like I started playing guitar first one because um because it's bass and like I you know I very much from the outset had people tell me like you don't play bass with a pick whatever but also because this music we were playing was so fast that I couldn't play it with a pick right I, I couldn't I couldn't like get through the strings that fast. Well, one thing he did, he's like, well, if you're playing pick bass, how would you put your hand? And I was like, well, I put it like this and like keep everything tight. And he goes, okay, now put the pick down and then put your hand in the same spot and then just put your fingers in there instead of the pick. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have, so. I have a couple of videos. I'm going to, I'm going to hack them together and just showing Steve's progression over that 30 minute lesson. And I think it's going to be fun. So hopefully yeah. I get around to that. And then last night, the last night of Nam, mm-hmm. we do we hung out with, with Rob Chapman and his crew. Yeah. And then we moved on to go into uh the pedal builders party. Right. Where we had a ton of food, ate cake, had drinks, hung out with each hang out hung out with everyone. Like like as like imagine just the craziest, all pedal builders and mm-hmm. YouTubers and just this debauchery of a party. Like just playing board games and <laughs> Eating deep fried artichoke hearts. It was crazy. <laughs> we we met the uh, we met the fart pedal guy. We met the fart pedal guy. Also met the guy from uh, uh, summer school. Summer school. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had, you've got a video coming up for them. I think. Yeah. Eventually. We had someday. met. We had met him on the floor, but then we got to hang out with him at a party, and it was yeah. like these. This we love these guys. This is uh, our crew. The fart pedal guy. I uh, his name is John. I was talking to him for a bit because. Um, We've had an idea that we had for a guitar pedal. He's the guy to make it happen. All right. So let's okay. leave it at that. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know you had had that conversation, Steve. I had that conversation with him. Now we're in business. Well, now we're this not is it. in business, but here we it's go. a conversation we had. But yeah, that was our last night, and then we drove home from there, and everything was fine, and now now here we are podcasting once again. Yeah, we survived boring. NAM. Whatever. Was this a compelling story? Did you, Are you guys on the edge of your seat? How do you feel about that hot we gossip? We just told the story. We didn't, I mean, I guess we talked about gear a little bit. Um, People don't really want us to, like, talk about every single piece of gear we oh, saw there. What's the best thing you saw at NAM? Uh, I mean, every other channel, I guarantee you, is talking about the damn Mag, 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 uh, you know, mag delay. I'm going to do something right now. What are you going to do? What are you going to uh, do? Do we know what date NAM is next year? I know it's in it's January. It's in January. I don't know the dates. 21 through 24th or something. Hold on. I'm going to make a reminder for myself. Remind me not to ask people how their NAM was on January 10th. That was like the thing everyone was doing. And it just like every oh, every single time around. every single time I did it, I felt stupid. Like no, we, no one wants to talk about this. And every time someone came up to me and did it, I was like, man, this question sucks, doesn't it? But we were all doing it to each other. We just need to like we need to walk up to each other at Nam and ask personal questions. Like, how are you doing? How's life? Oh. Like what's you know? Well, the thing is, is what's, this what's is what, like? What's like we need we didn't need a new introductory question when we're when we're running into people and it's, it's the nam version of what you know people who work in offices do when you're right. at the water cooler uh how's it going like oh, uh mondays right quality systems is up my ass again right right everyone has the same answer like oh it's nam you know like let's yeah. let's 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 choose to ask 
more involves more personal questions at NAM. That's all I'm saying, Steve. You should walk around NAM and just be like, oh, who are you wearing? Who are you wearing? Who are you wearing? And they're going to be like, um, Old Navy? Hey, good to see you. What's your greatest regret <laughs> from the last year since I've seen you? Yeah. Yeah. What what do you regret? What, what big what, mistakes have you made? What is your highlight and low light over the last nine months? Right. Right. <laughs> How are you feeling right now? How is your mental health right now? Let's just start That's asking. That's a question people. people should ask more. Yeah. How is your mental health right now? That's the question to ask on the floor of NAM because that's where it needs to be asked. There should probably be therapists. Like there should be just wander now. There should be a massage therapist booth, and then there should be a therapist therapist there used booth to right be next to like it. massage chairs. Right. How are you doing? Okay. Do we need to check up on you? Like every everything all right here at Nam? No. You you look stressed and tired. Your eyes are red. Did you all? Did you see any dumb like straight up dumb products? <sighs> there was a product that is dumb but kind of cool. <laughs> There's there's that guy who had like the holographic pick guards, and I want that. I want holographic pick guards. See, I understand. I I see the market for that for sure. All the designs were done though. It was like yeah, the designs and flames and chains going over skulls. It's all very metal. I want one that's got dinosaurs. Like (laughs) I want one that has like cool like optical illusions going on and stuff. Like what about? three-dimensional paisley that shifts colors like that would be right oh interesting i want to hit that guy up and like try to pitch ideas and see if we can get something weird going on you know i think that would be fun because i don't want like i see what he was doing like he was like here's here's a skull uh chains flames the flames honestly were not the flames look cool we're we're cool they color shifted and like moved in the the one that was like tiny skulls to big skulls one big skull that was uh it was a little much. So that was not my scene. Right, right. It would be, there's a way to do skulls that would be interesting. Yeah. I think. But that, it wasn't compelling to me. But I want access to that technology to make really cool pick guards that I like. We have the technology. We can build it. Did you, what did you th- see that you thought was dumb? Uh, I don't know. I thought everything there was great. Everything was perfect and awesome. Um, oh, the mi- the microphone stands. So that was when we ra- ran into the emergent technologies guys on accident. Right, so we're just right. wandering around like this other I space. I thought you were going to talk about the, the microphone handles that the slum got into. Oh, no. I wasn't going to. We'll let them tell that story. Yeah. Go, go subscribe to the, to the Gear Slum and listen to them tell that story. If yeah, they dare. I'm tell that story. If they dare. Um, but no, it was like these like kind of like riffing off of you know the old aerosmith you know painted custom microphone stand they didn't have anything extreme nothing like corn or whatever it's just like the welded like it's just this welded like one of them looked like a basically one of them the one that i that stood out to me looked like they took maybe whatever you know one inch three quarter inch pipe whatever that is welded it to like an old steering wheel Mm. from like a low rider and painted it all red. Right. And I was like, I, I, I had joked. I was like, oh, Ryan, we need to get these for the show. <laughs> to decorate the space or whatever. It's like, right. that was like kind of, those are the kinds of things where I'm like, do you benefit from being here? Let's, uh, let's, I don't, and I don't know what the answer is. Let's wrap this up. Let's get to the last ad. Let's do this last. And close this show. Ad. What are we doing? 
The Eagle or the, the Mustang? The Eagle. The Eagle. The Mustang's for next week. Here we go. Eagle. I'm Eagle. like a bird. I want to fly away. Uh, I don't think that's how that song goes. How does it go, Steve? You sing it. Uh, no, I'm good. Steve wants to sing the rap part to that song. I don't know the rap part. Is there a rap part? Probably. <laughs> this... <laughs> What? There's an eagle on the headstock? I think that's what's supposed to be happening with the headstock. That's definitely what's happening. More importantly, the there is an eagle on the body, like perched. It's a Telecaster style thing, but there happens to be an eagle landing on the body, and parts of the Telecaster body are missing. Okay. Another unique Woody fact presenting the first in the world fully handmade vintage eagle caster. An electric guitar dedicated to Moto Guzzy California Vintage. I think it's Guzzy. Guzzy. Jacuzzi. Vintage model. Based on a Telecaster guitar type, it's a limited production guitar uh, with engraved number plate and owner certificate. Only 10 will be handmade. No, <laughs> that's too many. <laughs> number one. The number one is already sold to Holland. To the country, Holland? I guess. Two is ordered and under construction. These feature a bolt-on neck with handmade Moto Guzzi eagle head, ash body, maple neck, blah, blah, blahs, single-coil single lipstick, and single-coil SS. What's SS? Is it like a strap pickup? I don't know. I don't think they know what that means either. One volume, blah, you're not telling me anything. Natural Greek olive wood pick guard. That's cool. I guess. Engraved number plate, limited edition owner certificate includes a quality carrying case and free shipping. Better be free shipping because this is in Canada, $2,000, which means in America, it's like $1,300. I see what they were trying to do with the headstock. They were trying to do the eagle head from the logo. No, it's not what they should have done. Like it's uh, every part, like there's... There's at least three parts of that that are about to break off. What is Moto Guzzi? Is it a, it's an old car company, I think. Never heard of it. I'm going to look it up. Hello, Moto. It's like a vintage car brand. This Hello, is... I the, the headstock is so bad that it makes the body look good. Like Because the, the execution of the print on the body is actually really competent. And oh. the, the clean lines of the eagle wings mm -hmm. are actually really way better than they deserve to be on this guitar. Moto Guzzi is an Italian motorcycle manufacturer okay. and the oldest European manufacturer in continuous motorcycle production. But the headstock is just a scroll saw nightmare. It really is. Like, why? Like, I... Do not do do not do this for a headstock. So many pieces of this are gonna break off. Well, it's not just that. I think there's, I think, like imagine. I, I don't know how you would have done it, but I feel like it could have been implemented a little better. They should have printed it. If you want yeah. the if you want the bird head on there, print it on a a very straight and standard headstock shape because this is not the way to go. It would have been cool on like an Ibanez style headstock, and you have the print. And then, no, it's Ibanez I'm thinking of that has, like, the little notch or, like, the old Carvin sure. corny headstocks. I think Carvin did it, too. And so the beak is just coming to where that, um, like, that little end of the headstock is. And then you have the sticker. 
The answer is no. Just don't. Speaker. Just don't do anything on that. Just don't do. Don't try. I kind of wish they had kept. Just give up. Stop. I kind of wish they'd done a traditional Telecaster body shape instead of doing that weird top rounded thing, because it does. It looks the cuts looks. The weird thing is that the cut of the bird looks good. The cut mm-hmm. of the guitar looks bad. What happened there? I wish that there was a just a tele like a true I think telecaster it's because shape. They wanted the wings, so they had to round it shallower. But the wings still could have stuck out a little bit. They could have still had the telecaster shape and leave the bird where it currently is and have it just like perched on a telecaster. Instead, they've made something that is difficult to look at. But then, weirdly, like the execution around the bird looks solid. I have, like, how did this happen? Why did it happen? Is this on Etsy? Maybe. I don't know. I think this is on Etsy. Maybe it's, or did it already And they sell? want $2,000 for this. And Steve, this is the first one. They're going to make nine more, which sounds like a threat. <laughs> They're threatening the world with one, with nine more. The first one went to Holland. Holland is wiped off the map. Oh my gosh! What? Where are they going to send the next one? Why is Holland wiped off? The because map? this guitar entering your country will completely destroy your country. It is that bad. But it probably it's probably totally functional. But there's no part of this where I'm looking at it where I'm like, this is worth two thousand dollars. I'm just trying to see what, like what other guitars this guy has made. He really loves Guzzi. Got a lot of Guzzi. He's got a Guzzi speedometer wall clock. No, he doesn't make a tar- He's. It's all like it's all collectibles around this brand. He. Pro- is this is probably a kit guitar that he mangled. <laughs> I thought he said it was handmade. You don't think it's handmade? There's a pro. Oh, the purple pain. I think purple pain. Purple, purple pain. pain. We were not doing the correct melody. Look at this hat. What is it? No, these are parts guitars. He's not built. He's not making the bodies or the necks. He's buying parts and assembling them. How much does he want for that? It says one? it's handmade and handcrafted. He wants one thousand. His hand assembled. His hand. Ass- he's not cutting these. The body is made out of regus. What's regus? Look at the headstock. He's not cutting these bodies. But that, that it doesn't mean he could just be buying the headstock like that. Which means he's not making the neck. He could be making the body. I don't know. I don't think he is. There's the Eagle Caster for fourteen eighty six. Maybe I'm super wrong. We had someone contact us recently who we covered their guitar and they're they were a little bit spicy, but now we're friends and we're gonna do a live stream with them eventually. <laughs> Here's a goozy caster, but it's like an SG. I'm telling you, man, they're parts guitars. <sighs> that, he did it again, that headstock again. I'm going to have to find those ads. To put he says it's fully up. handmade. No, it's, it can't be. Bolt on neck with handmade Moto Guzzi Eagle Head. He's using the saw to cut away parts this of the body. This is a quality wooden handmade to order product, Ryan. The construction time is two and a half to three months. Handmade is like the term natural. It doesn't actually mean anything. It's a marketing term. Like parts of it had hands on it and he hand modifications. 
He, I don't think he cut Ryan, the original shapes to the bottom. If you got this uh, guitar, what song would you play on it? I already sang it, Steve. I'm like a bird. I want to fly away. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I was thinking Born to be Wild. It's motorcycle themed. You got to go to be Born to be Wild. Yeah. Or Slow Ride. Maybe Slow, slow Ride. Take slow it easy. Slow Ride. Take it easy. Take it easy. <sighs> All right, man. I think we're done with this episode. Yeah, I think, I think so we too. made it all the way to the end. We're, this is where we test out if people are still interested in Nam. If yeah. people tune in for that hot Nam gossip, they probably won't. Um, and then if they do, then we'll release four more Nam episodes. Oh my gosh! Because you, people, the people demand it. You want to talk about uh, the Adventurers Club? You gotta, yes, I do. You got a clear choice on this. Do you hmm. feel? Do you feel like you got a clear choice on this? Oh, I'm a little bit in between the Dave Electro and the Parker. I'm full in Parker. You're full in Parker? Full in Parker. Are you not Parker? If I was going to... if those, You want to fight? If those two guitars were sitting side by side mm-hmm. in a pawn shop yeah. for the prices that they sold for, yeah. one was 160 and one was 253 Sure. I think I would probably be most likely to take home the Parker. Really? I think it's a better because given that scenario, I probably would get the. It's a Dave I think Electro. It's a, it's a better project starter because I I would have. It to is s- a better project starter, but I don't want a project. But I do. All right. Well, I'm voting Parker, and now you're voting Dave Electro. So now we have to flip a coin. I was all I already would vote Parker for the Parker purpose of Nick, this. Nick Rob. Parker. You won it, Nick. Congratulations. Sorry, David Lucas. Parker. You didn't win this time. Better luck next time. Better luck next time. Better luck next time. All right, tell us about the song, Steve. This is uh, a long episode. The song was sent by Ben Novak. He says, hey, Ryan and Steve, I heard you guys were looking for songs to end for the end of the episodes. We always are. You can send, uh, preferably just attach an MP3. And a recording a 60 file. cycle Homecast at gmail.com. Please just don't make me have to try it because I need to be able to download the 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 file yeah. to make it sound good in the episode. So please send a music file, MP3 or otherwise. If you send a link, it's a bit of a bummer for me because then I have to do all sorts of extra work to try to capture it or use illicit, you know, like like really sketchy websites to try to download it and things like that. Just send me, send, so, send the file. So I figured I would throw my hat in the ring. I know Ryan likes the offset guitars, so you'll be happy to know that I recorded all the guitar parts with my Fender Jaguar Special. Pedals consist of a DIY Proco Rat for main rhythm, a Fuzz Factory for the solo, and a Digitech Whammy for the, quote, bass part, all into a Fender Blues Junior. As is often the case, drums were an afterthought. Ableton drum pack loop. I didn't know what to do with it when I got time when I got time to do some kind of vocals. So here you go. Party on and stay grounded. Ben from Chicago suburb.
couple notes. Mm-hmm. Love that fuzz tone. Okay. Love the riff. Great riff. There's a couple great riffs in there. Pretty long. It's pretty long for how much is actually in there. Um, it just needs it, vocals. It, it needs vocals. Also, throw some rock organ in there. Mm. Throw some ro- throw yeah, or like some roads or something like that. Like it needs it needs vocals. It needs rock organ. It needs more parts mm-hmm. or parts that are more cohesive. It's a, it's a fun jam. It's a fun recording. Love the tones. Love the riffs. Build on it. That's what I'm going to say. All right. Thanks for watching. Stay grounded.